Hello and welcome to Cloud Security Podcast and this is Shilpi. Today we are bringing to you part two of the installments for the digital supply chain series where we're going to be talking about how do we fix the broken digital supply chain. Now the digital supply chain is broken and if you need to know the reasons why do check out part one of the series which was hosted by Ashish where he laid out all the reasons why digital supply chain is broken today. In this episode, we are going to be talking about different tools and resources you've got at, on your hands to fix the digital supply chain. We are going to be talking about API security, open source dependencies, and third-party supply risks. Now, we can't go into this episode without thanking all the amazing people who made this episode possible. So do bear with us while we go through those names. We had Miko Hipponen from Vidsecure, Dylan Avery, co-founder of Truffle Security, Ryan F., who is a security engineering manager, Clint Gibbler, who's from TLDR Sec, a newsletter you definitely should check out, Mackenzie Jackson, who's a developer advocate at GitGuardian, Shamla Naidu, who's the head of cloud security at Netscope, Paul Catulid, who's the CISO at Aqua Security, Aaron Brown, who's the head of cloud security at Versal, Mike Ruth, who's a security engineer at Brex, Dan Gordon, who's a technical evangelist at Traceable AI, and Shay Levy, who's the co-founder at CTO at No Name Security. Thank you all for speaking to us at San Francisco and giving us your insights. To experience this episode fully, we do recommend you do check out the video version of this episode, which is available on YouTube. You might just see a few additional things on there. Now, without further ado, let's get into this episode. Almost one in every two businesses is going to suffer a supply chain attack in the next three years. Now that's a three-fold increase since 2021. Are you ready to tackle that as a business or as a leader? In this episode, we are going to go through ways in which you can be supply chain ready when tackling mountains of technical debt, open source dependencies galore, gaps in your API security, all that has been compounded by accelerated digital transformation. We are in trouble and businesses are paying attention. Now, some of you might say, hasn't supply chain security always been important? Why is there an increased focus on that right now? Well, if you're looking for those reasons, do check out part one of this series where Ashish has laid it all out for us and you know what businesses are paying attention before the solar wind attacks only 50% of CISOs were briefing their boards about supply chain threat now over 90% of organizations have a focus on this and are taking action but yes yes we know our digital supply chain is broken and our adversaries are attacking it but more than just being aware about it we do need to fix it and how do we fix it let's break it down one by one so let's start with open source dependency. Today, between 70 to 90% of modern application stacks use open source software. And there's really good reason for it. It's collaborative and it also allows us to innovate really fast. It does open us up, however, to supply chain risks. A lot of the open source software that we're using at the moment actually does have really good security reputation, but how they're used, tracked and updated does open us up, no pun intended, to supply chain security risk. Open source systems are now the bedrock for almost anything we build means yeah. that we're really taking code written basically by hobbyists for free and using it in in like corporate business to do real real world things more recently we saw the log for jay in the spring for shell situations where uh, there's vulnerabilities. The industry is recognizing this and a few initiatives are already in place to give us guidelines, tools and solutions to address this. An example of this is OpenSSF where a few companies have come together to address this and they've also released a report which you may want to check out. 
But with so much open source in use, it may surprise you to know that only four in every 10 organization actually has an open source policy in place. Now that not only opens us to cybersecurity risks, but downstream will also open us up to some legal risks. We will cover more on that in a later episode. Don't just complain, offer solution. The most important thing is not to overreact. Like I've seen plenty of leaders that just take this gut reaction of let's pull all the open source out and it's just not tenable. And if anything, it's trying to put that extra pressure on the package managers to have them install those extra security features. Someone had to set all that infrastructure up for your supply chain. You really have to find an ally with your developer enablement people. Um, companies invest tons and tons of resources into making sure they can build product quickly. If you can hitch the security wagon to the developer enablement and developer empowerment org, you're going to go a lot farther. So work with your team who manages your source code repositories. Work with your team who manages the build workers to make sure you build in those security controls, those scanners, those least privileged elements, those crucially artifact signing elements into the right place. Framework that I think is quite good is, um, so Google has been talking about their uh, Salsa framework or uh, SLSA, which is basically like, how do we have strong uh, provenance for the code we write? So how do we have confidence that the software we write and then test and then deploy and uh, put in production, that has not been modified anywhere along the way, like yep. detecting those changes. Open SSF um, has uh, like a GitHub app that you can install on your GitHub account, which basically checks for uh, various best practice settings in terms of like, have you locked down your GitHub accounts? Are you, do you have like branch protection things like that? So I would say, think of all these systems you use in terms of writing software to deploying software and then figure out like, oh, what's, what are the settings that are maybe security relevant for those areas? And then try to like tighten those down a bit. The secure software factory model is probably the best model out there today. We can demand services and certain level of quality from our vendors. How do we prevent uh, bad actors from moving laterally within our internal systems if a downstream application or downstream dependency or a third party gets targeted and we become vulnerable. So hearing all of that, it does sound like we do need to do a few things to tackle open source dependency risks. We need community collaboration and initiatives like the Open SSF, their GitHub app and their reports. We need to implement best practices, standards and technical controls like the secure software architecture or things like Salsa framework, which is supply chain level for software artifacts. We need to work with our developers and package managers to implement security. And we need to incorporate intelligent tools and automation where suitable and necessary. Now, this will depend on your software development lifecycle and where these tools and automation add the most value to your business. Now, this can be like your SCA tool, your software composition analysis tool, which you can integrate into your deployment process to improve your code quality. You can complement your SCA tools with SAST, DAST or IAC based on where your organization is at. Open source dependencies are definitely a problem to supply chain security, but there is a lot more we need to consider. There's no easy solution for supply chain. It's one of the toughest problems we have. When we build our systems, we're building them on top of other systems. Uh, imagine the computers you use. How can you trust the CPUs? How can you trust the microcode on the embedded chips? How can you trust the operating system? The applications you run on top of it are built from, it's like a jigsaw puzzle built from different parts of the puzzle. Supply chain is like a puzzle where a lot of pieces come together and each of those pieces do have their inherent risks. And this has all been compounded by the accelerated digital transformation. A lot has changed in the world in the last two to three years, which has meant that a lot of organizations have had to onboard suppliers and third parties at a really fast pace, which has come with its own third party supply chain risks. Most of the applications we use are built by third parties. They're built by other parties and we really don't know how they built. So we really need to think
think about how do we secure and protect those applications that we didn't write, those networks that we didn't build, the data that is everywhere that supports our business. If we look at a couple of examples, you see situations like SolarWinds where your trusted um, vendor who is providing you services is compromised. And so you have an insider threat. And when these third parties are compromised, the risk can be quite real for unsuspecting businesses. In the CICD pipeline was compromised. Uh, the attackers were targeting private repositories of CodeCoff's users. And ultimately, they were able to move laterally because there was secrets in all these repositories. So that's obviously one way. But all is not lost. We can definitely do a few things to protect us against third-party risk. I'd say it starts with having a um, process and a workflow that comes in where you can identify the uh, suppliers that you're using across your environment. Right. So you know that can start with just a simple CSV application directory, and then you know you can shove that into you know another supplier um, <laughs> where you know you pass the primary domain, the TLD that that supplier is using, and then hopefully they're doing some kind of dynamic uh, scanning on top of that. So that way you can get an idea of the like outermost risk of the suppliers you're using. Right. Like yeah. that gives you an idea. It can give you a scorecard in terms of here is who we are using and here is what their current security posture looks like. Right. Right. That I think is really great is picking a CI/CD pipeline, picking one. Don't let it. Don't let a ton of different opportunities create challenges for the way you're trying to do it. Yeah, we're starting to see um, what I'll call industry best practices. NIST just came out with one, for example. It's a beautiful read of 300 pages, <laughs> but it basically says the supply chain is a concern. You know, federal agencies, U.S. governments need to start taking heed of this. So to tackle third-party risk, what can you do? You can take account of your third-party vendors and know what their posture is like. You can integrate the right tools into your CI/CD pipeline, and you can also follow best practices and guidelines from organizations like NIST who've come out with a cybersecurity supply chain risk management guideline. It is a big read of over 300 pages, but they are working on a quick guide for users. So we've looked at our open source code. We've taken account of our third-party vendors. Surely now we're all good, right? Not quite. It's not quite as simple as that. It's time now to look at your API security. As we bring in different components from the supply chain and start connecting them, all of those connecting points are APIs. So the whole world's switching over to APIs. Software consume the world, but APIs are consuming software. And, and what that means is that we need to have better security around our APIs. There's a list called the OWASP API Top 10. Oh, yeah. uh, and, and the number one vulnerability in that is, is what we call BOLA, uh, is broken object level authorization. And what that means is somebody has an authenticated account. They're in, you know who they are, they've been accepted in, they, they have the password, but they request somebody else's data. APIs are consuming software and they are everywhere. Thanks to the rapid digital transformation and automation, the use of API technology has absolutely exploded. So it should come as no surprise that it's one of the top worries for leaders at the moment and a huge problem for supply chain security. What are all of these uh, you know, third parties touching in my application? Who has access to them? How are we reprovisioning and deprovisioning those users and then what happens you know when the the agent that is intended to reprovision you know again just looking at you know what happened with Okta it's like okay now where do we set that boundary in terms of what is our control and how we can you know continue to get our arms around it who owns API security in your organization and usually they'll stumble not always but developers yeah security so there's the notion of product security which is starting to kind of solve that problem but yeah certainly ownership in general and who needs to be responsible and we always say everyone needs to be responsible for security so taking on board 
episode, all those great pieces of advice. What do you need to do to tackle your API security? First of all, um, if you, even if you don't address it yet in an automated manner, um, do understand you have to go that route. Like if, the, if in the past or before the massive digital transformation, you can handle it with teams dedicated for this effort, you have to switch to automated tools. You have to understand, okay, I need to bring a tool or a platform in to help me do this. We have to understand them more deeply and we need to look more broadly in this cloud environment. I'm connecting to so many different uh, services all, all across the world, all across the cloud. Yeah. You have to be able to understand all of the pieces in that chain so that you can piece together what's actually happening. That's a huge amount of data, Yeah. right? Yeah. And when we say huge amount of data and we need to make sense of it, that's where AI and ML come in. Most basic level is understanding which third parties you even have. Like that's always the first question. Uh, you'll be surprised how difficult it is to answer that question. So that's the basic level. The second level is already analyzing the logging of those tools that you have. So understanding how are they interacted. So just by an analysis of existing logs that you have, that's the second step. The third step is having manual analysis of those third parties that you bring on. Yep. The fourth step is probably automating it. So having tools that are automated and dedicated for this effort. Um, and the automation can happen through uh, vendors that you bring onto your environment. That's probably what makes more sense. Most teams don't have enough capacity to build their own tools to analyze third-party risk. Yeah. So they'll purchase some product from another company, uh, but you can even automate yourself. So those are kind of the four steps. Really need to look at probably the systems and controls that you're working with, whether that's version control or your tools and things like that. So if you've gone through proper auditing or proper threat modeling for all those tools, if you've gone through proper access control and things like that, right? Those are the, the things that I think you really need to look at. So mature, you know, uh, less mature individual or, or company, they may not even be using these tools, right? They might be using, I don't know, Terraform open source directly from endpoints themselves, right? But a more mature organization, they might be using an enterprise solution that, or, or an open source version, you know, productionized, something along those lines. You need to identify and understand all your third-party API integrations. You need to understand the nature of those API integrations. And then you need to conduct some sort of a manual scanning using references like the OWASP API security top 10. And then you might want to move that into some form of automation, which can be either in-house or through a vendor. Supply chain attacks are on the rise and our digital supply chain is broken because of all the open source dependencies, API interactions, accelerated digital transformation, and so much more. But there are initiatives and innovations that are happening in the industry to help us tackle that. Supply chain by nature is all about working together and we do need to collaborate to fix this. The nature of supply chain is such that we can't fix it as individual organizations. We need to collaborate and learn from each other and that's how we will fix supply chain security. So let us know your thoughts on how we can fix the broken digital supply chain and what we've missed in this episode and make sure you follow and subscribe to us on our socials for more episodes like this and more on supply chain security and cloud security. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to that episode of Cloud Security Podcast. If you found some new information from that episode, we would appreciate if you share it with others. Share it with us as well if you have any good feedback or good learnings from the episode. We are on all your favorite podcast platforms. If you don't find us there, you can always go on our website, www.cloudsecuritypodcast.tv to listen to the latest episode. We appreciate your support in helping us grow. It helps us bring more guests. It helps us support the channel. So really appreciate it. Thank you so much for your time and talk to you on the next episode.